Welcome to Weight Loss for Small Animal Vets podcast. I am Nadina Kojokaru, DVM and Certified Life and Weight Coach. Hello friends, welcome to episode 35 of the podcast, Money Coaching with Rochelle Sipke. Hello friends, how was your week? Today we are in for a treat because I've interviewed my colleague and friend Rochelle Sipke. She's the money coach and she did a training for my clients in the Sparkly Vets community. And I wanted her to come to present her work for all the vets. And I am just excited for you to meet her and uh, to know all the things that you can do with the money that you already have. And if you want to connect with Rochelle, just look at the show notes uh, and give her an email or contact her on social media. She's a really, really approachable person, really, really nice. uh, And uh, I'm excited for you to to be able to be part of Rochelle's work. world and work. Have fun. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome Rochelle Sipke to Weight Loss for Small Animal Veterinarians podcast. Uh, So great that you approached me and uh, I was like, oh my God, let's do that uh, money training. uh, I've told my podcast listeners that I will do a money podcast at some point and uh, your timing was on point. Uh, so uh, welcome to the Weight Loss for Small Veterinarians podcast, Rochelle Sipke, money coach and uh, money wizard <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, uh, amazing human being. So Thank please you. first introduce yourself. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am a huge fan of you and your work in the world. I've learned so much about the veterinarian um culture and career aspects from you. You are such a great advocate, um, speaking on really important topics such as suicide rates and um, quality of life, uh, quality of work environments, um, the way that um, you could be treated by patients and um, pet owners. Um, and also the very specific money aspects and challenges that veterinarians, uh, face. I am just really impressed with the advocacy work that you do in that world. And I've learned so much from being in your sphere of life coaches. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a huge fan of you and the work that you do. And when you invited me to do the money training for your Mm -hmm. small, Group. Uh, group yeah. coaching. It was a huge honor for me to be able to step in there and talk about money. And so I thought like, Hey, how about we have a conversation really, um, with your podcast listeners and reach that broader, um, audience. Yeah. Yeah. The broader audience there. So yes. Yes. So tell us a little bit about you and, uh, how you became a money coach. Yeah. Oh, thanks for oh, asking. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I am a life coach and a money coach for life coaches and heart centered, purpose-driven solopreneurs. 
And the reason that I work with those specific people is because they are me and I am them. Like I have always been a personal finance junkie, but I didn't really understand um, the aspect that I was really coming to it from has always been big dreams and goal setting and living Mm -hmm. a life of intention and purpose. And I really think of money as a tool to help us reverse engineer those very specific, unique desires that we have. Mm-hmm. And as I was on my own um, healing and self-discovery journey, I have come across life coaches and other creative business owners. And what I could really begin to understand was this very specific skill set and um, like unique uh lens on money and money management is very helpful and very needed in the world of entrepreneurs because the more money they have, the more they are comfortable managing the money that they have, the more it feels like exquisite self-care, the more sustainable their businesses are, which means they get to do more work longer in the world with less burnout, more personal satisfaction. And that means that their work is more expansive and makes a bigger impact in the world. And so those are my people. And um, that's a very specific skill set that I bring. And I love that I can co-create with these business owners based on like, they know their businesses better than any other expert is ever going Mm -hmm. to know. And I really love that my broad variety of different systems and techniques can bring them so many options, both in their personal life and in their business life. And so one of the things that you and I have talked about pretty extensively is that the importance of the money that is taken home um, and how that, right? Like, all of us business owners, no matter how much we love the work that we do, or all of us employees, no matter how much we love and are committed to the work that we're doing, the reason at the end of the day that we're getting up and going to work every day is to bring some of these resources home to be able to use in our own personal households and our own families. Yeah. And to create prosperity and, uh uh for for ourselves and our families yeah yes yes Yes. and i i totally resonated with rochelle um and uh i was like oh heart-centered business owners all the vets are that so Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's bring her in (laughs) because all the vets are or at least all the vets that are listening to this podcast uh, probably the um a-holes are not listeners to this podcast so uh, uh, <laughs> that exists in, in this profession as well. So that's why I said, okay, we need we need for sure Rochelle in and um, and to to give us some ideas and uh, you did a training for uh, for the cli- for my clients and uh, I said, okay, let's let's reach this broader uh, audience um, uh, with a podcast because and I was I was uh, talking with Rochelle, the thing that I usually start with uh, with my clients, even if they are weight loss clients, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we are addressing their finances. <laughs> and there, there is there are so many correlations between, how we think about food and mm-hmm. uh, how we think about our finances. And uh, that scarcity mindset um, can uh, can 
resurface in both those areas of our lives. And because I know that we are so heart-centered beings or uh, healers, uh, we tend to have um, a little bit um, a scarcity type of relationship with money. Let's let's say it like that. So the first thing that I do with my clients is, even if they are relief vets or they are associate vets or uh, business owners, let's address first, or let's see first how can we increase the money that you have or that you make in your life so that's that's the first level of um, of my coaching with all my clients and they all increase their their uh, their incomes and then we we definitely need Rochelle who can help us um be a better steward of those money or how to put it to 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 create more abundance with the money that we we get in. And as I was uh, telling Rochelle first, um, of course, uh, we have um, that mindset that we we are healers, we have to to help people, we have a lot of burnout, we have a lot of suicide ideation in this profession. And a lot of it, it's connected with the money that we are making or the money that we have. And to be a successful business owner or to be a successful uh, associate vet, we have to to get paid. That's mm-hmm. like the first level of understanding. Uh, and there are a lot of thoughts that are preventing us for charging um, our pet owners, if we are business owners, um, the right amount and to receive money or to, to charge for our services as um, as employees, as uh, associates and um, or relief vets as well. So uh, that is the first thing that we are always doing um, in for uh, um, the clients that I'm working with, we are addressing that, that thing first because you cannot, of course you are getting burnout if you have to work um, with volumes of patients and not getting paid because Mm -hmm. you are not bringing in money. That's, Mm -hmm. that's like the first, uh, the first uh, level of understanding. Um, And of course we can create systems and Rochelle is, is here to talk about that, how to manage the money that we all already have. But if you have, if you are a business owner, if you have a a business, um, the number one, Thing that I'm that I'm seeing, especially working with women, um, mostly women, we have a problem charging for our services, and I I suppose that is uh, um, that is what Rochelle see uh, what you see as well uh, mm-hmm. for life coaches or other heart centered uh, uh, business owners, not only with uh, veterinarians. We 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 have uh, problems asking for money asking to get paid. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I'd like to reflect back to you is like, first of all, that's an incredible result. Like Mm -hmm. the result of the result that you're not even selling, you're not selling to people. Hey, I'm going to help you increase your, your, the amount of money that you're making. Yeah. Um, 
but um, very much in the same way, when I work with my clients on money, the result of the result is like, what do you want your life to look and mm-hmm. feel like? Like, let's exactly. address what it is that you're trying to create. Like, because if we don't know what we're aiming at, mm-hmm. we don't feel comfortable with the dollar amounts right? When we're looking mm-hmm. at this calculator of like, okay, I have to charge this much money in mm-hmm. order to be able to do some of these things that I want to do. Um, and some of those are overhead costs for the business. And yes. even as an employee, there's overhead costs that are taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the very big things that happens is employees who make let's say $50,000 as an employee, one of the things that um, can be missed is that if you're an employee with a $50,000 income, you have a $100,000 brain, Yes, right? You are putting out that much value in the world. Yes. And it's important for your self-concept for you to know where um, where that value is coming from. And I think Mm -hmm. you do an amazing job working with your clients as well, really helping them establish, um, where their value in the world is and, and not to confuse or conflate that our personal self-worth is, um, tied up with the money that we make, but it is important for us to realize where these dollar amounts are coming from so that we don't become a martyr in the way that we provide healing work in the world because you cannot work around the clock in Mm -hmm. order to provide your family's um, stability and safety and security and provide high levels of health of healing, of care, of support for, for the patients. Um, yeah. For your patients. Yeah. For your, your heart purposed, um, y- your, um, heart centered purpose in the world. Right. Yes. Yes. And, uh, that is, a um, interesting distinction because I have worked with, with veterinarians who were, who used to be employees and then they opened their own business and then, they just freaked out because suddenly the money that they were able to take home were like, Oh my God, what is happening? I don't, I, uh, I don't have the same income. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's really what I was bringing up. Yes, right. Which is exactly. Like, if you are used to making a certain dollar amount on your paycheck and you switch and become a business owner, the idea of charging more for those services can be very uncomfortable because it feels like you are, um, grossly increasing your charges. Yes. When it's really important to know what are those overhead expenses? What are the things that this money needs to provide for before I can even bring any of it home? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And to, I think, um, I, I bring this awareness to the associates, um, as well, like think about, um, how much money, leave the business that you are an employee in, in order to receive, for you to receive that paycheck. 
and then try i even uh do like a basic math i don't think it's based in anything like uh, really financial uh, uh accountant uh, type of, of mm -hmm. thinking but i was like okay if you freak out totally let's say that you are making uh let's take that example you are you are having a 50k um per year and uh, let's say that um, from the business for you to have that in your hand is like 100k uh if you are thinking about um let's say how much money you make in in like two days of work per month and just take each patient because they are so blocked in their you know in their hands that they are sometimes they are not uh, willing to um to ask for a, uh, for an increase you know mm -hmm. and um um uh, to get a better salary at home so mm -hmm. sometimes i'm saying okay let's let's do like that take like one day of work how much money do you make grossly you know like put it like in the worst case scenario how much money can you make for your for your employer in one day mm -hmm. or in two days of work and if those are like okay so in two days at work i will bring in uh, or three days of work i will bring in that amount of money that leave the, that company for my salary or for my benefits everything mm -hmm. uh, calculated then it's okay to, to to ask for a raise you know there are people who haven't asked for a raise in 20 years when they yeah. come to to work with me and i say that's bananas that is not how we work that is unacceptable you know mm -hmm. a lot of things happen in the world in the last 20 years it's it's impossible to not get a raise but yeah. so um there are a lot of things to to uncover there and if you are opening your own business be aware that um you were producing those money mm -hmm for the other business owner mm -hmm. to know how to charge and to know how how much patience uh do you need and uh and uh, sometimes it's uh the math is uh, is uh helping them you know to to navigate uh, those uh, uh you know the facts of okay yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't need, if I'm charging the same, I don't need uh, that many patients. I don't need to, to work around the clock. Or if I increase those prices, okay, I will be able to, um, to filter a little bit. That's, that's also a thing to, to filter mm -hmm. a little bit um, through your target pet owners um, and to, to, to select a little bit on a, a different clientele for sure. Yeah. And I think it's really important to like, just take a step back here and say, what we're talking about is not about your employer specifically underpaying you. No, no, no. What yeah. we're really talking about is it costs this much yes. for them to run the business. And so mm -hmm. the, um, one of the systems that I help my entrepreneurs put into place is this idea of for every revenue that comes through the door, this is how much is a healthy amount to set aside for operating the business. Yep. All of the overhead costs. And I'm sure in the veterinarian world, it's brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. There's, um, you know, real estate costs. There's yes. 
um, utilities, there's all of the equipment, there's all of the educational mm-hmm. uh, loan aspects, all of those things come out as operating expenses. And yes. then the other large portion is what we pay in taxes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the end of the day, there's like some money we hope to set aside um, as profit and to do that off the top, because if we wait until the end, um, there's two things that happen. Like one is that we might have a profit that shows up in our bookkeeping, but the money's already been spent because it's flowed through the accounts already. And the other um, thing is um, the owner's compensation and what you're able to bring home. Um, and so what that would look like is Um, really, we want to know what we need to set aside for taxes so that we're not spending the money that we have to send the government later at home and creating a shortfall for ourselves there. And we also want to make sure that we have the money set aside, um, to pay the operating expenses, but in the most effect, like effective, efficient way Mm -hmm. so that, more of the money can go home to you to divide out for your personal, um, yes. yeah. your personal lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking, uh, mostly about a more, or a little bit, a, a healthier relationship between employees and employers, um, mm-hmm. to understand each other's signs and, um, um, and to, to see, uh, which person, where are they coming from and how to navigate that that discussion about compensation and uh, and value of services and, and stuff like that. And I think people already freaked out when you said, okay, let's take the profit first uh, at home. Like what the uh, actual <laughs> thing is happening here? What do you mean by that, Rochelle? What do you mean by taking the profit first? <laughs> yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Um, for me, it's such like um, a basic principle now that I I, I almost don't flinch <laughs> about it at all. But it is a great point that yes, it is very scary to think about. But one of the reasons like, I like to really use this as an example, which is when we can realize that humans are, we have like an insatiable appetite Mm -hmm. just as humans. It's just human nature. It doesn't mean that there's anything morally wrong or bad about us, but I don't know about you. And I'm sure that you teach this a lot with your Mm -hmm. weight loss clients too. the Mm -hmm. same concept of like, if I put all of this food on my plate, I'm likely going to consume all of it. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't really meet my values yes. or um, fill my priorities just mm-hmm. because it's there and available to me. Mm-hmm. So if I can just take a little bit off of the plate, right? Mm-hmm. You just like never even put it on the plate and set yes. it aside so that I can pay myself this like extra quarterly bonus yeah. or so that um, you can do it in your personal finances too, in a way of like, Hey, I do want to set this money aside for this very specific purpose and value that I want to make sure that I'm not like fittering it away at Target (laughs) or the dollar store or, you know, and again, there's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. those small impulse purchases that we make at Target and Amazon. We all love that. And we don't want to live in a world where we feel like constantly deprived. 
Yes. But if we're really honest about like, what are the things that we're getting up in the morning and creating mm-hmm. a career for? It's probably not for the dollar section at Target. And yes. so we just want to make sure, am I setting aside for these big things that really do matter to me? What are the things mm-hmm. at the end of my life? I want to be able to say that I did mm-hmm. how much of my time and my energy am I already setting aside for that? Mm-hmm. So that I can feel more Mm -hmm. free Mm -hmm. with the resources I have left available for those impulse purchases. Yes, yes, of course. And uh, in like in weight loss or in any any type of human behavior, the more we are restricting ourselves, the more we are binging on that thing that is Mm -hmm. like proven over and over and over again with scientific studies about how brain works and how our uh, how our mind works. And uh, um, the moment a, a restriction is coming into picture, we are more prone to, uh, to over-consume the item that we are restricting around. Like, uh, uh, and that is, that is um, for sure, um, true for for food it's true for for uh, um uh, alcohol it's true for anything uh, with uh, a- as you said like um um amazon or target or whatever impulse uh, uh things that we are buying so how how can um, um what is your uh, way of uh, of helping uh, uh business or entrepreneur entrepreneurs um create more abundance with the resources that they that they have so i i can help them knowing like the specific things from the vet medicine Mm -hmm. uh, that needs to happen for them to make more money to to just uh, have a a a bigger in influx because as i said the all my clients like no like all of them the moment they are coming in they are undercharging in some way Uh, that is one of the first things that we are uh, working on Uh, going home in time that is one of them like the time uh, thing and making more money so after we are helping them making more money uh, how can you so that they can go home on time right (laughs) yeah well uh, while going home on um, on time and uh, having dinner with their families um, how can you step in and help them uh, do their magic and uh, create more abundance with uh, with those money Mm, thank you for asking that so the main way that I work with my clients is over a um, six month one-on-one money mentorship where I really like walk them all the way through everything from their personal unique desires to their personal spending plans at home, um, creating a, a payment plan for any debt that they may have, knowing what their net worth is, tracking all of that out. Um, exploring their emotional currency. Like what is your money stories? Like we have Mm -hmm. one specific session on that, but I think the way that I work with clients, that's really beautiful is I'm not just teaching them a system and then telling them to go home and do it that way. I'm really on the call with them sharing screens and setting up the systems while we're on the phone. So we're creating these very co-creative, um, processes where I can teach them the rules and the systems, 
But they also know themselves and their businesses and their lives better than I know. I can't tell them what they should do with their money, but Mm -hmm. I can help them ask themselves the questions to become their own authority and their own decision maker. And also to like make those big decisions and then automate them. Yes. So they're not using all of this mental energy over and over of, should I do this or should I do this? It's like, we've made the decision, we've automated it. And now we're supporting ourselves along the way. So there is one very specific session where we really look at where did your money stories come from? But Mm -hmm. also in setting up these systems as we're going through, lots of mindset work can come Mm -hmm. available. So some of it is actions and some of it is mindset. And we can sort of question those. Yes, we can yes. excavate them, right? Yes. Like yep. maybe ones that we're not really willing to look at mm-hmm. because maybe they're painful or maybe yes. it's like, I actually have enough, right? Yes. So like, I'm not struggling. This is the other thing that I get mm-hmm. a lot. It's like, I'm not struggling. I can pay my bills. I don't have any problems with money. Mm-hmm. Well, what if the lens that we were looking at instead was I'm fully living the life that I want to live. And I'm going to die with no regrets, which yes. is different than yes. I'm not struggling to pay my bills. There's enough yes. for Yes. For and uh, I think we have to, I think both my work and your work are really similar in, uh, in how much shame or internalized mm-hmm. shame can, can that bring up? Oh, I mean, uh, if we would be you know, forced by somebody outside of us to to be naked on a scale in the public square or to share our bank account, you know, (laughs) those would be like similar cringing things. (laughs) Uh Like, oh my God, no. And it's, uh, uh, that's why I love you and your, your way of, uh, of, uh, your, your calm and grounded and really, kind uh, way of uh, speaking to people uh, because that's a really painful thing you know and it it needs um, it needs a lot of compassion and a lot of hand holding you know uh, through that process and uh, Rochelle is literally doing that with you you are sharing screens you are setting up accounts and it's it's the same as as we do in in weight loss I will never tell you what to eat like mm-hmm. never, I will guide you. I will hold your hand. I, we will discuss your um, how to think about uh, um, the things that you are planning and, and stuff like that. But it's as as I said, okay, eat only when you are hungry. Stop when you've had enough. R- Rochelle would say probably, okay, that is what we have. Let's plan for for some uh, sparkly uh, vacation and. Uh, let's put the systems in place together, how, how to achieve that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 So two things I want to come back to, I hope I can remember both of them, but one of them is this idea of being in the public square and like, (laughs) Hey, I'm going to stand naked on a scale in front of you (laughs) and how much shame is going to come up. And also like, if I were to put my bank account, like on this billboard next to me, so everybody could see, I think it's so fascinating because what Mm -hmm. would really happen Mm-hmm. in my experience or in my perception mm-hmm. of how I understand things to be right now, 
is that the person standing up there would feel immense amounts of shame. Yes. The people in the square looking would be like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> that, Those are like okay, a very that's a little bit exactly like okay. Doesn't it really affect person. me? Yeah, a weird person naked. Okay, let's investigate that. <laughs> yeah, but also it's like this idea, this I, I see this over and over again in my healing journey is when I look at the things that I'm most ashamed about mm-hmm. and I would feel huge amounts of shame and self, um, value, like worthiness, like struggle there. Somebody else shares with me what their struggle is. And I have nothing but love and compassion for them. For sure. Yeah. And so I think it's so fascinating. It's it's so universal, right? Across the board. And the other thing is like, what's so fun about heart centered, purpose-driven people. Mm -hmm. Yep is that it's true for every single niche. When you ask somebody their origin story, they always come back to, Mm -hmm. because I want them to live happy, full lives because I want them to see their value because I want them to feel love and compassion. This is why I do this specific work, but it's always at the very core. A deep healing. Yeah. These bigger whys. Yes. Yes. So then um, just just to finish answering the question that you asked, I work with people one-on-one for six months. We first do their personal finances and get those completely in order. And then we switch. If they are an entrepreneur, we would switch then to their business finances and also Mm -hmm. set up their business finances using those very same practical um, systems and resources and just applying them to their business finances. And so that's like, the number one way that I work with people, it's steady, it's efficient, it is proven to be Mm -hmm. long lasting. And also um, another way that I offer to work with people is what I would call the quick win, which is like three weeks, come in here, I'm going to help you like set up this one specific system. So for entrepreneurs, that good quick win is to come in, see their revenue, divide it out into these very specific categories. Mm -hmm. So what it's like is taking a cash drawer that is just open. You just open it and you just throw your money in it. And then every time you need to make a purchasing decision, you're just opening this drawer and it's just full of like random dollar bills. You have no Mm -hmm. idea what are your obligations? What does this need to cover? Mm -hmm. You are just, you you just have hope that it will be enough, (laughs) you know? Yes. And, and like and a very, like, yes, hope and fear, like a very, like, yes, a very butterfly anxiety, yes. um, inducing fear every time you look at it to and now imagine like opening that drawer, it's organized into a cash register format. There's like specific stacks of dollar bills that are for specific things to pay your quarterly taxes to run your business, to make your decisions. Like, what am I taking home? Um, So that can always be done as a one-off basis. And then it can be applied later to working with me further. Mm -hmm. But what I really like to offer is this idea of don't get stuck on Mm -hmm. what I should do. Like, what's the best way for me to work with you? If you're, if you're interested at all, Mm -hmm. start with something because all of these systems, um, 
can grow with you and they all are going to give you exponential return on value. So this is going to give you the monetary return on value, but more importantly, it's going to give you um, quality of life return on value. It's going to give you a skill set that you can take with you that you're going to be able to use over and over for both your money, but more importantly, for your personal decision making and your personal yes. authority in your life. And I think uh, uh, to not forget the emotional uh, value of that, uh, bringing calmness into the mm -hmm. storm or the shit storm of uh, anxiety mm -hmm. and fear, and then to feel calm. I mean, mm -hmm. that that is so valuable for all of us, you know, to just know, to have that grounded knowing that, oh, everything is taken care of, the systems are in place, I am paying myself, I take money home, uh, I am paying my bills, I know exactly where the money are coming from, and um, and uh, to have all that calmness, it's, uh, I think it's invaluable, you know, to, uh, really? uh, to, to, to think about. Um, yeah, truly, yeah, that it's, it's having the system in place, but it's also like, as you're building that system, your self-concepts, your identity shifts from yes. being somebody who's like, I don't know. I just need to get my stuff together to, mm -hmm. oh, I know what's coming in. I know yes. what's going out. I know what I need in order to live the life that I want to live. I, I know what I'm doing is like a huge transformative um, identity shift. Yes. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. And so and, for yeah. non-business owners, yeah. I know this yeah. is of a, a big interest for you as well as like, yes. okay, but how can you apply these same systems? Um, and we can do the same thing with your personal finances. And I, I recommend this for both employees and employers, but it's the idea of like the money that's coming into your personal bank account, also dividing that out into these yes. specific categories. Yep. So that we can see very clearly, yes, there's enough for me to do all these things or no, there's not enough for me to do all these things. And that means this other side of the equation, which is the fun side of the equation, right? We always think about like budgeting and spending plans as like no and restrictive. Exactly. And I really teach instead a reverse budgeting, which is like, how can we get a budget that says, hell yes, Hell yes. yes to all of my life. Hell yes to all of my desires. This is where I want this money to go. Mm -hmm. And then also um, an, a, another problem is like, what is the other side of the equation? Mm -hmm. Let's not just talk about where I don't have enough and how yes. I need to cut back. Let's talk about, okay, if we can see clearly you don't have enough to do the thing that you really desire to do. How can we create even more mm -hmm. of what it is that you want in your life while you're already enjoying the money that you do have? Exactly. Yes. Yes. And what I what I liked uh, when uh, when you did the training um, for uh, for our for my clients. Um, you said like, uh, you, you gave an example, you know, and, uh, uh, that resonated so much with me. You don't have like, a um, like a vacation account, but you have a specific location, 
to uh, to work towards like oh going in uh, Paris and uh, you <laughs> she just returned for, from Paris so that was like <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, yeah so... that's a really fun story I can go off on a little tangent about that yeah. but first I'll talk about <laughs> the um the named savings so I yes. call this name your savings because yep. when I, love I say it. vacation account yes um, it's like, meh, there's vacation account. Like, yeah, yeah I like mm-hmm. vacation is important mm-hmm. to me. I know I'm going to, mm-hmm. but when I say, um, Paris or <laughs> yes, <I know>. Aruba <laughs> yes, or yeah. Iceland, mm-hmm. that is meeting a specific desire. It's awakening exactly. something in me. And so yes. when I see that money transfer out of my Mm-hmm. random checking account yes that is used for all of these um important things but also impulsive things mm-hmm. and I see it moved to Iceland for instance yes. which I know yep. is like another big trip yes. that you went on recently yeah I'm so okay with that I'm totally mm-hmm. okay with making decisions to not buy some of these smaller um less important, um, purchasing decisions to these ones that like, really like make my whole body tingle. Like, yes, exactly. Yes. I want that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it creates, um, um, definitely a different vibration in my body. It's like, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, um, um, I, I think that that's also, um, so important to to realize when when people start working with uh, a weight loss coach or or with you as a money coach we um you know that old diet mentality that applies to money as well the same thing uh we actually create more pleasure in people's life lives mm. it's not like a uh, I know that old bullshit stories about uh, how to lose weight in uh, on the hard way, restrictive and punishing ourselves and uh, not aligned with our body, with our um, with our nervous system and so on and so on. And that applies to money as well. So um, working with a money coach or a weight loss coach create actually creates actually more pleasure and abundance in your life uh, for sure yeah because I really care much less about what your bank account balance says and Mm -hmm. you care much less about what their scale says than I do that you get out of bed in the morning with like vigor and purpose for Mm -hmm. living the life that you have and filling the days that you have here with things that really truly matter to you yes Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're talking about solving any kind of problem, we're not really talking about that specific thing is the problem. It's like, what is it getting in the way of you not doing for yourself? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yep. And how to, how to create that more of that purpose or or of that dream of you that Mm -hmm. you, that you have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, wonder what it is for you. Um, because one of the things that I notice with my clients, when I ask them, like, if money and time were not an issue for you, how would you choose to spend your money and your time? 
Like if you were independently wealthy or if, you know, you didn't need to work anymore because that wasn't, you know, all of your needs and desires were met, what would you do with your time? And the thing that I find that's so fun about working with the people that I work with who are like amazing, extraordinary women who are living their lives really very much in the way that they want to. And they're not realizing that that they are, they're creating shame and making themselves wrong for living the life that they want to live. And it's so interesting because they think they need to be at this arbitrary revenue amount, or they need Mm -hmm. to be at this arbitrary bank account balance in order to be able to like never work again. Mm -hmm. Um, When in actuality, they really do enjoy the work that they're doing and they enjoy the input that they're putting out in the world. And they do enjoy the way that they're living their lives Mm -hmm. and they're just making their past decisions wrong because Mm -hmm. they're reading, um, well, (laughs) societal messages and traditional financial advice articles and Mm -hmm. um, other people's um, opinions and lack perspective Mm -hmm. um, to look at the lens of, should I have done this or did I make a mistake? Mm-hmm. When really in actuality, when we go through what their past decisions were, they were very much in alignment mm-hmm. to what their goals and their values and their priorities are. And when we can support, oh, actually, I made that decision with the best information I had. Mm-hmm. And I like that reason. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they can experience a different sort of abundance. So one of the things I'm talking about a lot right now is, especially in the coaching industry, I don't know, I would love to hear what your Mm -hmm. perspective is Mm -hmm. um, for the veterinarian industry. But this idea of this conversation being, we talk about abundance and we talk about scarcity. Mm -hmm. And very rarely do I ever hear sufficiency brought Mm -hmm. into that conversation. And I think that sufficiency is where most of us actually live. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're just not taking enough credit for like, actually, I have, I do have enough. What yes. I have is enough. I, I can mm-hmm. um, do the main things that I, I want to do. Um, and I can support myself in those decisions while I continue to make more. To me, sufficiency is the ladder. It's the thought ladder. It's the bridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in between the scarcity thoughts and the abundance way of living. And I think what gets in the way sometimes is when we learn that our thoughts create our results. Yeah. And then we like, Oh, that's a scarcity thought. That means I'm going to re um, a recreate a scarce result mm-hmm. for myself. So I don't want to look at it when in actuality awareness is what always perceives change. Yes. And like, yeah. once we can lay it out on the table, I sort of like to think of it as like, Let's just dump your purse out on the table upside down mm-hmm. and sort everything out. Yeah. And now we can look at it and be like, oh, but is that true? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it really true that you don't have enough money to do that? Or did you decide because your purposes and your values were to spend this money over here? If you had the money again, would you choose to spend it over here where you could have spent it over here, but you really in alignment Mm -hmm. with yourself have made this decision. And how is that completely sufficient? And how are you completely okay with that? And how can you support yourself through that? 
then we can say, oh, and also I still want to be able to create these other things for myself too. Yes. Yeah. I, I liked that, uh, that you named it in, in that way. I wasn't thinking about it in that way, like sufficiency. It's, it's such a great concept. And I think it's, uh, um, it's the place for, um, the clients that I'm working with, um, we end up there pretty, pretty soon, you know, insufficiency without uh, calling it in that way, you know, like, oh, I would mm -hmm. like to, because the vast majority of them like their jobs, yeah. they're like their businesses, you know, and they are okay with, with uh, the systems that they have in place. And they are like, oh, I would love to, to take two days off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what prevents you from doing that? Oh, I actually have scheduled two days off, but I never take them because they are calling me from the clinic. Like, no, we are not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. you know? like, so yeah. how can... <laughs> it's like they are currently living their lives. They, and um, uh, the, the vast majority of them. Uh, and and uh, there are for sure thoughts that prevent them uh, from, uh, from achieving that sufficiency and to be... Um, to be okay um, or to see that they actually are living what they what they crave yeah or sometimes so with, yeah sometimes with really mild tweaks you know mm -hmm. <laughs> usually mm -hmm. usually not even just thoughts related, mindset related tweaks, you know, <laughs> not right. even, not even involving a, a lot of money or a lot of, uh, of uh, business decisions, uh, recreating your business, like, oh, I can't think about that in that, oh, I am actually doing that. That is so, uh, so funny. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Thank two other things I can see around that, right. It was like, I do actually have the two days off, but I'm so burnt out from the way that I've been beating myself up for the yep. whole week that I'm not able to enjoy it. Or I do have the time off, but I'm not able to enjoy it because I'm guilting myself through the whole time off instead of actually spending it doing the thing that I wanted to do. Or, or just continuing, you know, answering the phone or, or without mm -hmm. having proper boundaries. Like, okay, if the clinic is not on fire, if blood is not involved, we are not answering the phone. That's that. Yeah. And I like to think about this too. I'm sure this is true in your work as well. It's like, there's so many tools that we have in our arsenal. We can pick up any tool that we want yeah. and apply it. So sometimes it is a practical matter. Like Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it could be a practical matter, a practical action. It could be putting a system in place. Sometimes it can be tweaking a mindset. Sometimes it can be processing a feeling, yes. Sometimes, right? So like, I really like to think of the work that I do is sort of like this energetic triangle mm -hmm. where there is some yes. different ways we can come at it anyway. And this is the mm -hmm. other thing that's really fascinating is that when we do feel sufficient, that is when we realize how well resourced we are. Yes. You do have resources and they could be time, money, or energy. And we can mm -hmm. choose to use those things to create and solve a problem when we recognize that we are conscious creators and we are sufficient. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So good. Yep. So, um, 
you mentioned a little bit how people can work with you mm-hmm. both uh, business owners and by the way if you if you think that um, it's not something that is applicable to to the vast profession i have clients who who use rochelle systems uh, in their businesses um, so they are business owners and they they created those systems or those kind of buckets of uh, of um, of uh, finances mm-hmm. um so it works for sure for uh, uh for vet professionals or business owners or um in, in the vet profession um, yeah. and you use it as well do you know yes 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 yeah yes i'm using it for uh, yeah it's like um um but I don't have like a, a brick and mortar, you know, I don't own a clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, which I think is what's so interesting, right? Because this system, it has so many different um, applications and uses. Yes. It can yeah. it can literally be applied. That's the thing that's so fascinating about it is when we think about it as a pie Mm-hmm. And we apply different slices of percentages. It works across the board, regardless of what it is that you have. So it can work mm-hmm. for your business finances. It can work for your personal finances. Yes. It can work for a brick and border. It yes. can work for um, uh, an online only business. It can work for a business that's just starting out or for a business that's been like struggling for yes. a long time or a business that's been thriving for a long time. So thanks for pointing that out because it yes. is um, very versatile. Yes, yes, it is. It's uh, it's a system that works um, uh, for all kinds of uh, finances uh, and it works for um, for personal finances because Rochelle is always starting with a personal finances any, anyhow. Uh, mm-hmm. that is the the start point um, so even if you are just an associate or or are a, an employee in general uh, this is uh, those systems apply uh, for sure for your finances as well and um uh, i um i just um want to to address a a little a little thing that popped up uh, in my mm-hmm. mind uh, while we were talking is um about um how to create um a healthy strong grounded relationship with other stewards of your money in mm-hmm. your life because there yeah. is this patriarchal type of idea that women are bad with money mm-hmm. uh, or that uh, uh, men are better with money uh, and that is not necessarily the case all the time and uh, I have coached some of my uh, my clients um, um, on how to create some kind of uh, you know, not feeling scolded by other financial advisors or people looking at their finances uh, and uh, feel like uh, three years old or five years old uh, that are shamed and blamed about their choices with their money. Uh, and I want, just want to point that out that that is not actually a healthy relationship that you that you have with that person. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So one of the other ways that um, 
if any of this conversation is curious or resonating with you, I would um, highly recommend follow me on my Instagram account at rochellesifkey.moneycoach because I do um, do some breakaway lives anytime I get off a networking call or a client call or a workshop. I'll share like a little um, tidbit here. And one of the recent conversations I've had in on there is this idea of like business besties. So I'm in um, a couple different like small creative entrepreneurial um, business workshopping groups. And there's this idea of like, like, who's your business bestie? Like, who's the person mm -hmm. that you come to for like advice in mm -hmm. your business? And I love those types of business besties. But I've also been thinking recently about how can we start thinking about our professional financial mm -hmm. um, advisors and our yes. professional financial um, uh, like tax planners as our business besties? Because if yes. you do not feel like calling them when it comes up on your calendar, it's time to start interviewing new people. Exactly. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that they're doing yeah. anything wrong. It yes. doesn't mean that they're that there's anything wrong with them as a person. But yes. one of my favorite ways to do this is to just ask the like ask the other people in your life that you like look up to and admire. Like, hey, who do you use for your tax planning? Mm -hmm. Who do you use to prepare your taxes? Who do you mm -hmm. use for a bookkeeper? But also add the question at the end. And why do you love them? Yes, exactly. Because that is really going to filter out for you this like checkbox. And again, I think this is true for a lot of entrepreneurs. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm using the tax preparer that my mom used or that mm -hmm. my neighbor used or that mm -hmm. my uncle works for. Mm -hmm. And it's not wrong. Mm -hmm. But if you're working with somebody who um, you either have like deadpan response to when you call them. Yes. Or, I mean, much worse is the situation of where, like, they shame you. Yes. Um, so I have one client recently, I, I walked her through um, some tax preparation. And what we really don't realize is oftentimes these tax professionals are doing this all day long. And they are just asking like, hey, provide this information to me you might not know what that is or how to do that. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in a relationship with somebody who is really like warm and welcoming and walking you through yes. that, working with me is a great way to get your systems in place. And it's like this holistic, like missing puzzle piece yes. that is not present in traditional tax preparing and traditional bookkeeping mm -hmm. and traditional sort of like investments and insurance. So two of my business besties that I like to think about, one is my financial investor um, advisor. Um, I love to sit down and talk to her. So I kind of think about her as like the same way I think about getting my hair done. Like I mm -hmm. love to go to the salon and get my hair done. And mm -hmm. I love that time that I get to spend with her. Mm -hmm. And I think of the same way about the woman I just started working with for my financial investments. She sits and talks to me. Mm -hmm. and answers all of my questions and brings up things that I wouldn't even have known to ask. And she has like interesting book recommendations and mm -hmm. interesting thoughts. Like she is adding a lot of value to my yeah. life yes. and not just checking a box. Yes. And the other person that I really love to work with as a business bestie is my insurance broker. Mm -hmm. So instead of just 
working with one insurance company um, and like calling them and asking them for your quotes and then just working with them. Because again, this is maybe who your mom used or who your dad used or who your, you know, whatever recommendation was to begin with. My insurance broker, I have the same relationship with her where I call her every six months to a year and ask her like, hey, am I still getting the best rates? And I learn so much from her as she's going through that. She does a really great job mm-hmm. of like breaking down things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. like one of the things that I've learned from her, at least in the US, is that your credit score can affect what your insurance rates are. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's not common knowledge of knowing like, oh, you could actually pay more for your car insurance if your credit rating is low. Um, So it's just good information to have that you are not going to get if you're in a check the box relationship. If Mm -hmm. you're not in that like conversational, hey, I have a question. Can you explain this to me sort of relationship? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And I was smiling while <laughs> while you were talking about that, because it just came this idea that uh, uh, you are going to the money spa with Rochelle Sinke, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> your, your relationship with your money coach is like, oh, let's take our money to the spa. <laughs> oh, I love that. And actually, this is another oh way God. I would love for your listeners to connect with me is they go to my website, RochelleSinke.com. There's a place to sign up for the money guide and the money mm-hmm. guide is absolutely the most exquisite way to learn how to manage the money that you already have. So yes, I would love for yes. you to go there <laughs> yes. and get that too. Yes, you take your yes. money to the spa with me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go to the money spa with Rachel Sinke. That is so I, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have a question for you, Nadina. Like who are your, um, like what examples do you have of that, of like, being in good relationship with some of your financial professionals? I had, um, um, that, that's, uh, popped up in, um, in, um, my relationship with my, uh, my financial advisors and, uh, uh, a lot. And I, I was lucky when I moved to Sweden, I, I really had a really, uh, a really nice uh, lady taking care of, um, of our, um, uh, all all the financial stuff uh, when we set up our bank account here, uh, and uh, that was so so amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, she recommended you know uh, all um, the insurances here in Sweden. It's it's not so much about medical insurance because everything is like uh, the state uh, paid or it's paid for from our taxes, which is mm-hmm. like bananas high. But uh, mm-hmm. we love it. We embrace it. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Swedish uh, uh, king kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but you know all other kinds of insurances like income insurance. So she was really great with um, um, just explaining everything. And uh, it was, um, it was a really uh, good relationship. And then she advanced and then she, we didn't have her anymore. And that was a shit show after. So, yeah. So basically you sort of locked into a great relationship with somebody and then you had a different relationship. So you had like just a a very like polar experience. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so that is, um, that, that's what, uh, what happened with, uh, with us. And then we, we changed the, the bank, uh, we changed, um, uh, uh, the financial advisors, uh, and then we found another one through our colleagues, 
So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's the same system. Like, who do you like? Uh, and now recently I got an email that she advanced as well. <laughs> so she was like, oh my God, stop it. <laughs> stop leaving me because, um, yeah, I have to find another one. I don't resonate with the current ones that she left behind. <laughs> okay. So mm -hmm. um, right now I'm uh, okay. I will take a break, uh, breathe deeply, and then we'll uh, we'll find another one. <laughs> yeah, um, but I love that centeredness of your awareness of like, mm -hmm. oh, this is really important. Mm-hmm. For me to um, know and like and resonate with the person yes. that I'm working with. And the other thing I think is so important, and I say this about almost everything, but especially money, nobody is ever going to care about your money as much as you do. Yes. So no matter how good your advisors are, yes. no matter how good your professionals are, you need to know what your personal unique desires and your personal purpose and mm -hmm. um, like, what are the things that are your priorities and then advocate for those, which I think is very similar to some of the discussions we were having earlier yes. about advocating, you know, how you're an advocate in patient care and pet yes. care, um, but really approaching your money in the same way. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really important. And I, I get this, you know, uh, uh, feedback from my clients uh, who who have really all over the place relationship with uh, with their financial advisors. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, um, that's important for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thanks yes. for bringing that up. That was a great conversation. Yes. Anything else that you feel that I haven't asked you? <laughs> I think we've covered so much ground, <laughs> which is so fun. I think there's a lot of different things that you were talking about for specific for the vet industry. So if you're ever interested in having another conversation about money and just want maybe somebody to interview you or to like shoot around some money talk, I would be so open for that. But yeah. outside of that, I feel like if there's anything that has not been touched on that people are interested in knowing more about you just always reach out to me. I'm very accessible. Yes. They can email me at Rochelle at RochelleCPKey.com. Yeah. Follow and all the links or, or will be in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do reach out to me. I'm super interested in establishing um, yes. all of those connections and relationships. Yes, for sure. For sure. And uh, um, Rochelle is really open and um, uh, approachable. It's not, um, it's uh, um, just... Uh, just connect with her and she she will uh, she will help you with uh, any any questions that you might have so uh, yeah so good so so good thank you for being here and helping uh, helping us uh, bringing more money for uh, for for our vets thank you for having me and i think this was an amazing discussion and thank you for you um, to you for all of the work that you do in the world i'm constantly amazed with all of the things that you turn out. So I'm yes. happy to be a, um, a friend and colleague of yours. Thank you so much. Thank you.